Vanessa, welcome to the I'm Not Sure, but it's okay, 100 Stories Podcast Project. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I know. Listen, all this energy, I knew this one. Look, my cheeks are going to be like this the entire time because that's just that's just you and your energy. <laughs> yeah, what, what's oh happening? What's happening? Lawrence Tech. Uh, doctoral student, I saw that, and uh, super auntie. I'm multi-hyphenated. Yeah, yeah. Listen, gamer. Oh my goodness, it was so fun uh, working with you and the kiddos in the Power Org Math. Um, what did what, what did I call it? Gaming for youth. Um, mm-hmm. And you brought the fire with your throwbacks and gaming. And I was like, she is so into this. I just love it. The students and the families loved it. You still gaming? Oh, you know, I do my TV. That That's that big thing over there. Um, yes, but I've been playing, I've been replaying a game that got re-released is Mass Effect. And it's probably like, the reason why I like video games so much is that it's a completely participatory entertainment. So I'm watching like, stories unfold I get to control the main character so I really do like video games for that yes for that reason so like the orchestral soundtracks like are epic like just the the mechanics behind it the engineering that goes behind it yes I could talk I could be nerd about gaming all day and you know I'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) because I learned so much I learned so much it's like it's a different view you make gaming seem like um live theater production oh but it is <laughs> like what do you mean like seems like it is i like and some of the games though like it it doesn't even matter what it is like some of them are like i really like simulations and kind of call of duty-esque and that's what mass effect is and you can pick like a partner um and i like also seeing underrepresented or minoritized groups highlighted in video games. So people don't understand what it's like to play as someone that looks like you. Like I have never been able to in my childlike life been able to play as a character that looks like me um, and acts like me unapologetically into like probably like Assassin's Creed that was released on the PSP. Like then that was recent. That was in the past like 10, 12 years. Yeah, so people yeah. don't realize like when I'm playing FIFA or playing like NBA 2K with my cousins and my nieces and nephews that the fact that I can't play as a female athlete mm. like that is and there's female athletes and some of them are colder than the guys okay I can't like, I can't play though like I can't play as that so people don't understand like what that representation and being able to play as somebody yes uh, what that what that means and what that means to being visible um, the reason I like Saints Row is probably completely inappropriate as a video game, but the dialogue does not change if you are a woman, a male, or non-binary. It does not change. So okay, it's, it's okay. There's cursing in, <laughs> and I like that they don't change it because we're all multifaceted. So I really like that. I like games that portray that a lot. You know, we talked about. Um encouraging students to um, be a part of these this game development process from behind the scenes, but also in terms of users, you mm-hmm. know, being the user sitting in on these focus groups and 
man, these babies are creating in these spaces. My grandson, I'm like, what are you playing now? Oh, Gigi. I was like, oh, okay. I can't, you know, I can't. But I always think about you and the energy you bring to it and others, um, you know, playing the the sports themed is one, but you know, what is it? Uh, the car games, you crashing and robbing people. And I was like, that's GTA too realistic games. for me. <laughs> Some GTA five is one of those games that is even as progressive as I am as a gamer. And I was, I was raised with a lot of my male cousins and this is what we did. GTA five makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, there's some scenes. I'm like, do we have to, can I skip this? I can't skip. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like so let me just bypass it but yeah there's some stuff they're like um and then, but it's also a certain narrative and so i i get it in some aspects of it mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Really telling that side of yes. that narrative then we gotta like show the other side like i would love to see some female gangsters in like the next gta like i would love to see it <laughs> mm, mm, mm. so we talked about a little bit about gaming and that that was maybe eight or nine years ago but our relationship actually started prior to that and i was introduced to you through kiana and karen and the four of us just oh my goodness that was such a great gathering and oh just doing it I'm like these ladies in this marketing and Karen and her architecture and construction and the built environment. And then I brought my little sassy nonprofit self in there and educator. And what about the people, our families, everybody does be inclusive. And, but, but being with the three of you, being able to talk about research, grassroots, community, faith, whatever. I, I just, I can't wait for a reunion because I've been seeing, well, you know, I spent a lot of time with Karen, but <clears throat> Kiana. Yes. And Kiana is doing so great. Like, oh my God. Like she, like, I see her Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, Kiana. Like, and then I saw something on Facebook, like the memories popped up and I was like, oh my gosh, look at the four of us. Like, we were, like I know. Each child, like I was here <laughs> for it. Like, and just people don't under, like, and again, people that are not in these spaces or like that are growing up now. Yeah. I have no idea how rare that was to have three black women being like, regardless of wherever they are in their world and professionally, yes. I feel like I had just started oh, out for you. <laughs> you know, professionally. And then, but we had like, we were all from different walks of life, different generations. It was just really awesome to see that. And I think, again, you don't realize how amazing and how meaningful and how rare that was just like, 10 years ago, you, you didn't see this type of visibility. You didn't see, you know, black women just killing it and crushing it and doing the thing. So it was just, it's really awesome to see that that is now people look at that, like, oh, that's new. <laughs> like people have been doing that forever. And I'm Hello, like, we have the receipt <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was, like, yeah, I was happy to see that she didn't um, take that page down. Yeah. I mean, the name the uh programming just and then the chats i'm not on facebook anymore but the chats that we had oh my gosh the community that we built and then the speakers the panelists the participants just beautiful but she's doing the same thing 
through Design Core Detroit. I mean, very similar. You know what I'm saying? She's yeah. really doing it, leading that uh, month of design. I had an opportunity to participate oh, for um, Youth Day 2019. Actually, that was my last event, last public event um, for Power Org Math. Okay. Yeah, we did a packaging design. You know, my math is hands-on. Come on, let's yeah. talk about nets. Let's take this item. Let's uh, make a package. These babies were trying to, so funny because they were trying to, um, now we use recycled calendars and, and paper for the packaging, but they were holding on to their packaging and they said, I'm gonna put my gift in this package for my mom. I mean, and they walking out. Like just holding it like this. <laughs> And it was like uh, 20, it was 20 plus vendors. That is so awesome. And yeah, I'm yeah, activity stations, but vendors. And uh, those babies were holding on to those little paper uh, cubes and packaging. And the adults too, they're walking around with, with it on their folders. <laughs> Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm excited to have an opportunity to work with her again in the future. I'm not sure how it's going to We're gonna make uh, it work. pan out, but yes, for Detroit Month of Design. And then with you, I I'm looking forward to hearing your, one of your, I'm not sure, but it's okay, messages. You pushed through, you persevered. <sighs> You're laughing like, uh, yeah, I have several, as we all should. Let me go through the list. It's right, like, oh. right, right. And then um, ways that you are living better in this season and not necessarily the year, but this season in life, because I've seen you evolve from undergrad, grad and grad, grad, you're in a doctoral program. So you, you're in a whole different season. And I'm so excited that you are still you. Oh, it, it didn't you. change you. You're you know, you're an influencer, you're an expert um, in different spaces, gaming included. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still Nessa, you still are Nessa Birdie, you're still our Vanessa, you know, bringing the energy and always engaging. And just the breakdown that you gave us on gaming, I'm like, okay, yes, theater. <laughs> behind the screen <laughs> all the world's a stage and no <laughs> no thank you so much for those kind words it's definitely with the pandemic being kind of on like these solo missions you don't necessarily see or know your impact or your reach and so just to hear that I didn't know I needed to hear that so thank you so much um there's so many stories <laughs> that is like I'm not sure but it's okay um, and I probably would say like my TikTok is probably one of those things that it's like, it, I'm not sure, but it, it's going to be okay. Um, yeah. I did it during the pandemic and I'm an extrovert. I'm pretty sure people can tell that by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I really like engaging. I really also like being an early adopter or somewhat early adopter to social media um, because the people in organizations use that, um, and but they're typically later on the ball. So I like to get in front of things and just try to play around with it and just kind of think of it like a sandbox, but that's also the creative um, person in me. And yes. I started, ooh, 
maybe just toward like the end of fall, like end of 2020, I just like, let's just post something. Let's just see, let's see what the hype is about. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. For like a year and a half, I would say I have over 11,000 followers. How? <laughs> like, how did that happen? I did like TikToks for our department because I work in the Center for Multicultural Initiatives at Oakland on top of going to school at Oakland University. And so like, I'm doing TikToks for my department that's on the university's official TikTok page. So like, what is, like, am I the drama? I'm not the drama. Like, have I made it? Um, And it's just really, it's really interesting. And I really encourage a lot of professionals to do it because it's not like YouTube. You don't need a huge production. You don't need like like a DSLR camera. All you need is your phone. All you need is just anything and just record. It doesn't have to be super polished like Instagram. Like it can be if you want it to be, but if you want it to like, and you really like that grassroots kind of like authentic, like let's get in there. Like TikTok is, is in that space and other platforms are mimicking that like Snapchat and Instagram. But like, if you really want to go to like the originator, like the space where it's really happening first, yes. often, TikTok is the way to go. And I've learned so many things on TikTok that I like, not only how to cook salmon, <laughs> but how to do my hair, <laughs> like all these things. And you're like surprised that you can get this out of a 10 second, 60 second video. So I am having a ball. Okay. Okay. So what was your initial intention for going on? I just want to be an early adapter. Um, part of it was just trying to find another way to connect with my students. So on top of all the things that I do, <laughs> I was teaching at Oakland Community College. I teach or I taught professional communication. Yes. And I was trying to find a way to connect with them. And it was really challenging. I mean, we're all, whether you had an asynchronous class where you did it all on your own whenever you wanted, or you were logging into Zoom every day, it was just really hard for students to really connect with professors and in the virtual environment and the remote learning, they don't have the song and dance of other institutions, the student affairs offices, like my office in the multicultural space, the tutoring space. If you really wanna know if the school is, is for you or is supporting you, it's the professor's job now. And if wow. I have a bad experience with a professor, I'm not likely to continue or I'm gonna maneuver around a little bit differently. So how can I connect with students and really make them feel like they belong when they're in their room <laughs> or they're at home. So that's where it started. And it started my very first TikTok I did. Um, I had the students take pictures of their desks uh, for mm-hmm. Halloween. It was like, let's just see your space. And I just put it on there, like, let's just see. And it got some substantial views. And then I did a like a goodbye video. So every semester I just sent them a video, like, you know, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, for spending a couple hours with me um, and things like that. And it it is working. <laughs> and then um, students realized that they didn't know how to like do punctuation or, oh, what did you say about resumes? And a lot of students try to email me. And then like, again, with the pandemic and just all the things like, if I don't have to look at my email anymore, I'm good. So <laughs> <laughs> another way for students to connect with me. And I like, I love it. And now I have like connections with other professors and other like doctoral students, um, other people. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be where you're at. Like, let's connect. 
Um, and I did like a webinar with a Stanford, to a Stanford professor and a professor from uh, Canada and a couple other people talking about preparing for college. And I'm like, I am in a space where there is a two first generation women mm-hmm. worked in Google. I work at Oakland University <laughs> on the global world stage. Some people probably know what it is, but it's not like a Harvard or anything like that, yeah. uh, which is fine and like totally fine. And to like Stanford and another professor. And I'm talking to people like, here's how to prepare for college. Like how, how, (laughs) how did I get there? Um, And so just having that visibility and also students because they may not have known about Oakland University before. Now they're like, wait a minute. If they got people like this here, maybe I should consider it. Maybe I should explore it. Look into it. Where's Rochester, (laughs) Michigan? Um, and things like that. So it was surprising as well. Even being invited to a podcast, I'm like, who, what, what do I, what? So it's, it's great. So, and I think that TikTok helped get me out of my, out of my head. And so like, sometimes you just got to wing it. Sometimes you just got to do it. If you got a message, put it out there and see what happens. And it's been happening (laughs) and it's been good. Well, that is so you like, even on Twitter, when we had the Twitter chats, I see mm-hmm. TikTok as Twitter chats, only yes. it's video. I mean, yeah. the power of Twitter way back when, it's a little different now, but I love the live chats. Let's chat about this. Come to this Twitter show or let's live chat the inauguration or this. Yeah. Or that. I love that. But TikTok is really, Yeah. I haven't jumped in yet, but I enjoy the videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But I think like, honestly, like there's people that are doing like, there's a TikToker that's called Silent Math. If you're not like, she's so cool. So she'll come up with patterns and logic patterns and students be like, what's the, what's the next number in the sequence? And then she does another video explaining what the answer is and how you got there. So it was like, it's two videos that she recorded all at one time. And she like, or I think what was the other thing? I think it was like the, there's a, a I think it's like line multiplication. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I'm not the a diagonal. Yes. And she's the little babies. Yes. <laughs> why sometimes this works and why sometimes it doesn't work. And what are the um, parameters in which it doesn't work? How do you recognize that? And how you just like, okay, let's, let's pivot. And I can't imagine like if I was in high school, trying to learn <laughs> virtually and knowing that there's resources like that. Yes. Um, and I, th- I immediately thought of you when I saw her, I was like, oh, my, I know what, <laughs> someone can do this and just like <laughs> take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> well, you may need to give us some uh, TikTok training, Vanessa. Okay. I've heard, yeah, I've heard, um, I had two of my colleague friends, sister friends, sister circle friends, who are in business, who asked me if I knew someone who could be their TikTok consultant. I said, absolutely not. (laughs) So now I know. In fact, once we're done with this recording, I am going to share information. That would be so cool. In fact, you know what? Her recording isn't out yet, but she's the previous. She's the episode right before you. I just thought about that. 
Yes, yes. She may have a strategist by now, but I'm going to make sure she gets your information. So I mentioned Lawrence Tech, mm -hmm. but I've actually seen you in three collegiate spaces, working and as a student or mm -hmm. overlap. So Lawrence Tech first. I went to Michigan State first for my undergrad, then Lawrence Tech, and now Oakland. Yes. So I didn't know you during the Michigan Tech day. Oh. No, uh, not yet. I mean, Michigan State. But you know what? I think, yeah, you were already in grad school when I met you. Lawrence Tech. I think I was just starting. Yep, you were just, I was about to say you had just started. You the baby of the group. I, yes, I, yes, I was the baby. For once, I wasn't the oldest. Karen has a couple of years on me. <laughs> yes, so, was, what? I'm the baby of the group? Okay. Yes, you the baby of the group. So uh, Lawrence Tech, mm -hmm. um, Oakland Community College, OCC, mm -hmm. and then Oakland University. Yes. And so I don't know why I thought you were at Lawrence Tech in your doctoral program. See, see those oh. little clips. I wasn't paying attention. I should have just called you. <laughs> you are totally fine. No, I just, I left Lawrence Tech probably... Four, almost five years? Yes. I remember when you transitioned, but for whatever reason, I assumed it was, that was just me. <laughs> no, you're. No assumptions. Ask questions. I didn't follow my own advice. <laughs> yeah. So what are you studying? All What's the your... things. I, I'm studying, um, I'm getting my doctorate, my PhD in educational leadership. Um, and I want to, basically dominate the world if we could just you know put it put it sim simply and, um, and why can't you my master's is in ad leadership <laughs> so like okay so together with our yes power, yes it's a journey but it's like most things i probably say my mantra is that it is challenging super challenging but it is not impossible yeah so if it, it was is, easy everybody would have it right right everybody would have would have doctorates or advanced degrees and so yes. it is it's interesting because the transition from being a, like even a master's student or an undergrad student you're learning about knowledge yes and not in the doctoral phase you're creating knowledge and so like that's probably the biggest and most challenging part of for me because I I'm so used to like going to school having the structure the professor setting the tone and I have one semester left of coursework before I start jumping into the ocean. <laughs> and it's like, oh my, like, are you serious? Like I'm writing things that people are going to be citing yes. their studies and just like all the things. But I've also realized where my values and what my like ideologies and where they lie through this process. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. I, like I, and also I like doing it for minimum costs, which is why I typically work where I go to school um, or I go to school where I work because yeah, they don't tell you because that, yeah. That part right there. Yes. <laughs> maximizing your benefits. It's like maximizing your 401k. Like, yeah. hey, it's being matched. Put a little extra in. Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I, I tell everybody that like, yes, being, if I could be a, a fully funded PhD doctoral student, like I tell all my people all the time, like how do full-time people do this? Like, how do they do this all the time? 
And then other people are like, well, you're doing it. I'm like, I get it, but this is hard. <laughs> like, this is like super, super challenging. Like I'm like getting up at six o'clock in the morning, doing a workout, reading an article, going to work, then coming back, writing notes on the article and getting, doing that all over again, where if I was fully funded doctoral student, I could just focus on that. Yes. At the same time, like that'd be great. Um, but I know that my resume and my experience and just all the things are going to be so enriched for this moment in this season yeah. is not permanent. Um, I just got to get through it. So yes, I've learned a lot about myself and also about what I want to do in the world. So it is just, look at you. I'm excited. I'm, I'm super excited for you. Um, and that you did it sooner rather than later. Because, you know, we get all this fuzziness in between. I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm not sure, but it's okay. That's me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's awesome. I, I like the TikTok as your I'm not sure, but it's okay moment because it has, <laughs> it has helped you, your personal brand and mm -hmm. then the institution, your department and the yeah. connection connections with the students that you hadn't and well you didn't know you just put it out there and being okay with uncertainty mm -hmm. and I had to learn that like I'm not, I'm a perfectionist a reformed perfectionist <laughs> and just figuring out that sometimes it's not meant to be per like perfect it's meant to be progressive yeah. and so this is you just moving along and just showing people um I just talked to someone else earlier about like black women in doctoral programs and like how like we're only 3.1%. Like what? <laughs> only like, so me getting my doctorate is like only 3.1% and I might be moving the needle to like 3.15. Like yes. that is insane <laughs> to think about. So showing that I'm doing like doing work, showing that I'm talking to students and what that looks like, showing how I realize that college is a family decision, not just a decision on the student and showing aspects of that. Like it just, I mean, that visibility, which goes into gaming too, like that visibility and the representation is huge. Hmm. I can so see you blending the two. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not. Crossing fingers. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, because it's a part of who you are and your storytelling and your connection. You really do meet students where they are and open the open their eyes to different opportunities. I can recall times where you were um, for uh, new students transitioning into the university, you mm -hmm. would host these massive game halls. And I, I loved it. I was like, that's exactly what they want but mm -hmm. they probably wasn't sure that they would get it at this level and then to have a young black female leading the way like what mm -hmm. and then <laughs> even you bringing your students um twice <laughs> to mm -hmm. support our families with the pop-up math labs during the summer. Oh my goodness. Thank you for opening the door. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. And I just, it's it's crazy to think of myself and like there's people that are looking to me. So I work, I also, on top of all the other things I do, I work in um, the Engineering Society of Detroit. I teach 
um, critical thinking for yes. these uh, great young engineers, aspiring engineers. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the young ladies said that I have never had an instructor or a teacher that was a black woman that looked like me. And so like, just to see you and I'm like, oh, I'm not an engineer. So I'm like, I'm, I'm in, I got a technical communication degree. So I speak engineer and I can translate that to the masses or to whoever I need to do. But the fact that this young lady, 15, 14 years old, has in, in high school, has not had any female, black female instructors in STEM is, is baffling to me. And like, how, like, like what? And so just the, again, my mere presence, I can be a work in progress and a masterpiece at the same time. And I'm okay now, <laughs> see what I did there. I'm okay now with being in the middle. Before I felt like I had to be completely polished, like sent to the printers, ready to go. But, and I don't have to be like for people that I'm like following in their footsteps, like you and Karen and Kiana, like I'm following in your footsteps. Like, yes, I'm a work in progress. I'm not there yet. Like I'm not unapologetic, like coming into spaces, like this is what we're going to do for our, for our students, for our community. Right. I'm not there yet. I'm on my way. I'm not there yet. But for the students that are behind me, I am a masterpiece. Like I am like, oh my gosh, like you are what I want to do. I want to go to school. I want to work here. I want to work with, you know, minoritized groups and like get them into college. Like that is so great. I want to help people and you're helping people. So being okay to be in the middle. I'm, I'm learning to be okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it took me a while to get there too. I was always so black and white up until maybe right before I met you. Oh, I had wow. to let it go. Yeah, you have to you have to unload that. Um, you have to unload it. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Dr. Monica Cox, engineering education professor, mm -hmm. professional. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're connected with her, but um, she uh, was at the Ohio University after leaving um, Purdue transitioned over and she's doing a lot of other work to fill the pipeline, et cetera. But she mentioned the gray areas mm -hmm. and the greats. She's two episodes before yours. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, this lineup is so fire. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You know, and I'm not cool like that. So when I say certain terms, it's like, what'd you say, Tony? You're um, cool, whatever, Tony. Cool. But fire, it's it's fire. I can adapt that. Oh, it, you know what's happening. It's it fire. is so like, it's just, I'm surrounded by brilliance. And not only because of the degrees attained, but just people who care about the world. Mm -hmm. being good, being present, giving their all, but also taking care of themselves. I love being surrounded by you all. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's why this project was important for me to put out in, in the world. You're the extrovert, I'm the in, introvert. But you know, we are surrounded by some amazing people. And so I wanted the world to get to know you. 
outside of a profession, but just get to know the goodness that I'm surrounded with. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Like I got to live up to that now. <laughs> You're already living up to it. And anyone who has listened to the recording up to this point, no, <laughs> accept it, embrace it. I will. Uh, I'll yeah. take that. I appreciate yeah. it. This is awesome. And I just love you. <laughs> love you back, girl. So you're balancing a lot. Mm -hmm. um, before I ask you this question, how is Super Niece? Oh my gosh. My niece is amazing. She plays basketball. She's taller than me. Oh my goodness. But she is, she is the, the girl I wish I was. Like as a 14, 13 year old. Like she's amazing. I like, I can ugly cry about how much of a fan I am of hers. Like she's just unapologetic. She is just completely honest. Like she knows that she, she's gonna stumble. She knows she's gonna fall, but I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna show you how I get up. And I'm also going to just crush it. And I just, I, I love that about her. She is, the, she is the girl I wish I was, but I also can look up to her figuratively and literally because she- <laughs> Well, you know what? You all, you, you all invested so much in her. And that's why, I, you know, even though this is your feature, I asked about her because she's an extension of you. Oh, yes. And um, I saw how you were pouring into her. And I, I was just wondering how she's doing because I'm not on Facebook, so I can't see it. And she's probably at that age where you're not showing as many pictures or videos now of her. And she's I gotta pay because she's practically a model in my head but she's I I was very appreciative of the tribe of women that helped facilitate my upbringing like my mom and my sister were definitely huge champions of that and definitely led the way but there were other people that complemented their efforts yes. and I want to be in that coven of support for her so I want her to see me struggle but I also want her to see me flourish I want her to see me get this doctorate I want her to see those things so if she wanted to do those things she could mm -hmm. um if she didn't want to do those things she could <laughs> and then she has all like she has so many options and opportunities so um I just I'm just happy that she picks up the phone when I call now <laughs> like she, <laughs> happy to be in the states <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, you mentioned her, but Karen and Kiana and I, Karen and I mostly, because you and Kiana are closer in age, we appreciate the energy, the focus, um, the intention that you bring every time you show up, whether it's a phone call, et cetera. So we, you all keep us fresh <laughs> as well. Like, okay, what's going on? What's over here, you know, yeah. So I think it's important for us to position ourselves to learn continuously from each other and unlearn some things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So with that, what are you, um, what are you doing to live better, to make sure that you are taking care of you during this season? Ooh. Tony, the loaded question. Um, therapy, unapologetically. Um, mm -hmm. Just with the with the roles that I have and the roles that I have had, I'm 
always being a resource for other people. I'm all like, people are pouring their stories, their trials, their tribulations, their hardships, their successes mm -hmm. um, to me. And so I am normally that person for them. And I take that and I wear that with a badge of honor. Um, but there's also times where it's hard to turn that off. And so therapy has definitely helped. Um, and just kind of like, Vanessa, why do you feel that way? Um, why is that? Like, what? What are you? Mm, let's not do that. Um, and just really unlearning some of the things that some of the coping mechanisms that I've that I've done for so long, but are not they weren't they weren't helpful during this pandemic time. So things that I was like, oh, let me just go hang out with friends and just forget it for a minute. Well, I can't hang out with friends. So I got to sit in this and I got to work through that. So um, therapy, therapy, therapy. <laughs> if you cannot find therapy, there are community programs um, with amazing therapists that are out there, depending on where you are in your community and your world. Um, if you're a student, your institution has free therapy options. Um, I just think it's really important that um, even if you feel like you're like, everything's perfect in my world and I don't have to do that. No, you do. And as black women, we sometimes carry a brunt of a lot of the things that are in our families and our, um, in our professional world. So I am a huge champion of therapy. <laughs> um, I got a Peloton. So I also got, you know, I joined that, the cult, I mean, community. Um, and <laughs> but what I've done is that I've, that's helped me with my perfectionism. Um, so I wanted to like work out 30 minutes every day, but for me, 30 minutes is a lot. So reducing that to 20 minutes and I've been working out every day since October. Now, do I have a six pack? Not yet. I got like six packs of Wild Trey Pepsi in the refrigerator, but not necessarily on my body, but it does help me with my anxiety and just like getting, being present. And just kind of like, I can't think about other things while I'm doing downward dog or when I'm trying to like get my personal best, I have to be focused and be at that moment. So wow. that is like 20 minutes of me uninterrupted time. And that's been really helpful. Um, and then I love my planner and my calendar. <laughs> and I plan out times for me to do self-care. Like I wash my hair every week. It is a getting to a point to be a chore, but I mean, my hair is popping. So it must be working. <laughs> I see, I see. That light, like you see it? Like, hold on, wait a minute. Um, but it's like, it's, it's my time. Like my parents can't barge in. My four-year-old nephew can't call me on FaceTime and be like, hey, what's going on? Like, that is my time. Yeah. And I, like, I ride it out even over to the twist out. Like, and then also if I get super stressed, my Xbox and Nintendo Switch are never too far away <laughs> and just get in there. So I realized that rest is not a reward, it's a requirement. You don't put your head underwater for and swim and not come up for air. So I make sure that I have those moments where I come up for air. And that's been super helpful. I am excited. What type of planner do you use? Oh, I have fun. Um, the planner I've been using the most and that's been really helpful is the passion planner. Yes. Um, I've also been trying to be very intentional with where I put my money and where I support. And um, this um, person is a um, first generation, like um, I believe Asian Pacific Islander, mm -hmm. um, Angela Trinidad. She came up with this planner. Um, she is a she was like a college student, college graduate, came up with this, was like, let's just see what happens. And now she's a millionaire. Um, and so I support her and 
um, like the things that she does and like they do in their community, like LGBTQ efforts. And if I say I am a co-conspirator and an ally, I need to put my money where my mouth is. Mm-hmm. And so um, that I've been doing that. I've also looked at, I can't think of the person's name, but I have their planner or have their notebook. And it's all of these beautiful black women. And I just saw it on Instagram. I was like, I must buy it right now. I didn't even know who the person was. <laughs> but just to even see myself and yes. other people of color or women of color on like a, on a notebook, like, oh my, like that 13 year old Vanessa is having a field day. So um, that's the, the passion planner is what I've been using. And I love it. Very good. Very good. Do you have special writing utensils that you like? Or? Okay, Tony, I feel like I feel seen and triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. Um, Wait a minute. I have like two stacks of this and that. I gave my markers to my grandson and he, I saw them in his backpack peeking out. I didn't replace them. And I said, well, he loved them so much that he's taking them to school. I was like a $30 pack. Okay. Long as you're creating. Hmm? I like gel pens. So I like the paper okay. made. Okay. Um, this is it right here. <laughs> Look. <laughs> okay, Miss TikTok. I see you. Yes. Something. I love um, it. I feel like it's a, I have, again, again, I feel trigger and seen because I like a 0.7 point and I feel like it's not too big. <laughs> Anytime I can connect with people who understand me, I'm like, didn't I see a planner? Oh, okay. I don't have to ask because you said it. You yep. said it. Good, yes. good, good. So, and I have a mod lighter highlighters because it's like, it's cute. It's muted. Um, so it's like this and it has like a tip, like they have like the, the dual tip. Uh-huh. So I want to be really precise or like highlight. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem. No, not at all. <laughs> and they don't make noises, do they? No. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. So adult coloring books. Do no. you, you, we have to chat because I need some different ones. It's time, it's time, it's time. I did it with my students. So in my job at um, OU, I um, meet with first year students. And sometimes students are having such a heavy day and they're um, on the verge of tears or in tears, just with the weight of just the world. Yes. And I, yeah. I don't know if I could do what they're doing. <laughs> like, I am an adult and I don't know if I could do what I'm doing, but they are like, I have so much respect for this generation of students, whether they go to college, whether they're whatever school they're in. Yes. I have tremendous respect for them. Um, and so I, sometimes I just need to get your mind out of the way. So here's a coloring book. Let's color. Let's put yeah. some lo-fi music on. And then after a while, they're like present and focused on the coloring. And then we can tap into what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to pull sheets out and uh, pages out and just have them laying around in markers mm-hmm. or non-screechy, non-streaking um colored pencils <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yes and you know I love my supersized dry erase board yes. but, you know they need to be able to take it with them and so yeah. the pages and um I would even use the plotter down uh, at Karen Space Space Lab and create supersized Sudoku or coloring pages oh just gosh that's I mean, it, it encourages community and individual time to just 
-hmm. let it go. Yes. So that is so, so important. It goes back to those times when you were a child and you really, really enjoyed it. It's like, why do we stop the things we enjoy? Like jacks or hula hoops or, but you already know, I bring all of that. <laughs> I bring all of that with okay. me, even to adult gatherings. Like, come on, let's play a little bit. Relax. I picked up the ukulele. I used to play instruments in high school and, wow. and, and I used to like sing in choir. Um, don't have any albums yet, you know, still working on it, but no, I'm just kidding. But, um, I picked it up cause I wanted something that I didn't have to focus on a screen and yeah. then I could just kind of lose track of time. And mind you, I'm not award-winning. <laughs> like, I'm not going on tour, but it's just something for me. And yes, I, I love it. And of course it's rose gold and, okay. it's, you know, please tag me on Instagram so that I can, I can see it. Oh my it, God, yes. <laughs> please, please. So um, you talked a little bit about unlearning. Anything that you're, you found, well, you just mentioned the ukulele. I'm mm -hmm. relearning that. I'm practicing again. Anything else in that category in terms of something that you're, you're learning, you're taking up um, during this time, this season? Um, probably the thing that I'm like, going back to your first question, unlearning is um the patriarchy no it's <laughs> so uploaded that's so big but um just being unapologetically like do I, why do i have to make myself small why do i have to like me just being in the space uh, is not enough so unlearning that vanessa like you don't need to say that or kind of unlearning some of those things. And now I think I'm at a point where I'm refining those things and how I can be better at that. But that is probably one thing that I, I actively unlearn is that why, like, why do I think like, I can't wear that? Or like, I'm a curvier girl. Um, like, why can't I wear this? Why can't I do this? Was it because of my age? Well, that's not really a fact, like that's a construct. Um, the only thing that's different about my age is that I can't bend down on my knees like Meg Stallion. That's pretty much the biggest difference, right? But like, why can't I do certain things? Why do I put myself in these boxes? Um, I don't need to. And that's only to make someone else feel comfortable, but it's making me feel small. So I'm not doing it. So I'll probably be a gamer till I can't use my thumbs anymore. But by that time, we'll have VR <laughs> everywhere so I can do that. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do be the person that I want to be and you like my people will be with me and my that those aren't are not my people so I'm good and so I'm getting comfortable with that and that again that takes time that's actively unlearning and refining but I have to say I am in a great space because of it though I love that yeah yes yes so you are leading boldly along your academic journey, being present for those first-year students, working in the multi multicultural, what do you call it, institute? Center of Center? Multicultural, for Multicultural Initiatives. Well, the people at OU know it as the CMI, but for those that aren't on, up on the OU lingo, it is the Center for Multicultural Initiatives. We love it. And I like that it's initiatives and not just institute, which mm -hmm. is this idea that it's just a building. Nope, we're going to run this throughout the system. Mm -hmm. Yes, 
from the uh, underground to on top of the roof. You look, look. And I think that's also helped um, the space. I like, I know people say that when you hear your workplace, like, oh, that we're a family and that has like a toxic connotation to it. Mm. But genuinely, like those, my coworkers are part of my people. Like I am dynamic. I am loud. I am awkward. <laughs> I am like super like outgoing to the point where like, okay, Vanessa, bring it back. But all of my coworkers support that. And I also support them. Like some of them are a little bit more introverted, a little bit more reserved. Um, some of them don't have to say anything, but say everything. Mm. Um, and I appreciate those people. So being in a space where we can all bring ourselves and also bring our, um, our like individual niches. Mm -hmm. um, so because I love social media, I work on our social media account and, um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun for me. Um, but it's also professional growth, which is great. Um, but I really like, I'm very happy and content in this space. And I didn't, I didn't also didn't realize that I had pockets of being with other women of color, mm -hmm. but being in that office, I feel like we're their Avengers. <laughs> okay. I feel like we're like this It's just to see other people that are, that look like me or have similar experiences to mine or completely different experiences just being at a table in a staff meeting and just like talk like and I'm such an extrovert like <laughs> we were all at lunch and all the coordinators and the assistant director were all in the conference room we were all talking and I'm mm -hmm. like everyone's together like I'm feeling everyone's energy right now and they're all looking at me like okay Vanessa we're glad for you. <laughs> like, but like, I just having that energy and that's walking in a space. Like when we walk somewhere, like, you know, okay, that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. they're, and they're together and, and they mean business and get ready. Get ready, get set. And if not, you get left behind. Like I, I love that about our office. That's good. That's good. And we need the opportunity to recognize our similarities and differences and to mm -hmm. celebrate them and to give space and grace. And it mm -hmm. sounds like your team is doing that. And you know, that's a model. <laughs> we need more of that. I love that we give space and grace, but we also don't have to give you space. <laughs> like So depending on, and just being able to empower when we do trainings mm -hmm. to let people pick and choose how they want to have those types of conversations. Mm -hmm. like, be there and be that listening, that sounding board, or you could be like, you know what? I ain't got time for that. Like mm -hmm. you have the same access to Google that I do mm -hmm. look it up and then come talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I do, I love that. I love that we have those different varieties of how we do that. Um, we always take the time when we're at work, um, especially with students, but knowing that we're taking that time, I think people are starting to realize that that's not something that we have to do. It's something that we need to do, but we, like we're doing Jeez. it because we're passionate about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I know right now, because you work and you are, are learning in that same space, mm -hmm. that that is your world. Yes. But beyond, beyond OU. Um, well, Idris Elba and I are not together yet. Um, that's a dream. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But Outside of OU, I am a daughter, my parents, I love them so much. And I take, I help um, take some of that burden, that stress off of their world. Um, I don't take care of them. They still take care of me. 
and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. But um, just like I am, I'm a friend. So I'm also like interacting with my friends a lot more. Some of my friends from, uh, from state have moved closer to home. And so I am able to interact with them. And I just, I, I think we, we push a lot about romantic relationships all the time and about like, find your person, get married. But I think people don't give platonic relationships and girlfriends and all of that, the proper attention and respect that it deserves because those people, like if I, like my sister, my friends, if they wanted a kidney, I would consider it, <laughs> you know, cause I just, I love them so much and I appreciate them and what they do for my world. And I think we don't, we have to start changing that narrative that I have to find my other half. I'm already a whole person. And so I'm finding people in my world to compliment who I am, not supplement. And so those are the people that I keep in my world. And I love them for it. And I'm so thankful for it because yes, my girlfriends and I, we probably weren't that close prior to the pandemic. We would text every once in a while. Um, but then when the pandemic hit, we call each other every day. There's probably not a day that we don't talk. And I think it strengthened our friendship. And I, I love that. I, I wish a whole bunch of people did not have to die or contract COVID for that to happen. Yeah. But there are small victories and I'm trying to look positive and look at those small victories. And that's one of them. See, this is why you're so awesome. Like I didn't, I just said outside, I was going to ask a specific question, but I'm glad your lips started moving. And- <laughs> You are, that is so cool because you're right. We do not talk about the people who add value and meaning and enrich our world enough. Mm -mm. You know, like I'm, I'm maybe three or four layers removed from several relationships that I have or, you know, um, friendships or, you know, I don't like throwing those terms out but I don't I mean I talk to some of you every day or whatever but you still add so much value to my life and you know if you call I am going to try to make my way to do the thing yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. so and, and that's why it's important that we check in you know we keep checking in and social has allowed us to sort of kind of keep in contact but it was my goal to be more intentional and to yeah. share because I tend to um, I celebrate you all but you know I keep your stories to myself because I don't you know I'm not the person to pass it along unless I'm celebrating something that's already public and I also think it's important for us to you know a lot of times when we're out and about and there are a lot of people around we may get a glimpse we may remember a phrase but we don't get an opportunity to get to know an individual um, in For the sure. manner that these podcasts and TikToks giving us a little bit better, <laughs> a little bit better yeah. glimpse. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, if you had to bring back, yeah, because it's almost our time. If you had to bring back a gaming device, bring it back a gaming device or a tech device that you know you had when you were pre-teen teen what what would you bring back and why first off 
how dare you ask me this question? Because it's so hard. <laughs> you can't you can't decide one. So okay, one or two. Why would you bring it back? Yeah. I would probably say um the Nintendo 64 is probably and I would say Nintendo 64 slash Sega Dreamcast. They're one because they're combined, they're in a category. They're in a category. They're in like underappreciated consoles. And I think that the before you were gaming online, and I love gaming online, I liked having three other people in a space and playing a game. And with other gaming consoles, you can do that, but that is kind of like not common practice anymore. So I really, I do like the social camaraderie that those consoles game uh, gave. So that's probably my favorite. Like that's probably one of them. Like they're combined, they're, it's a slash. Cause I can't pick one. Um, and I probably would say like in terms of like a, a gadget that's not gaming, I probably would say like my Motorola Razor. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. And I think what is interesting is that I remember back in like the early aughts where you had, when you would go out to the club, you would have your phone, your MP3 player, your camera, and then like a mirror, <laughs> like all of these things are good ID, all of this. And now everything is on a device, which means that you're using that device more often. And I think that diversity of like, of gadgets even though they were overwhelming and your bag was really heavy carrying them all yes <laughs> you were intentional about what you were using it for so i was intentional about using my camera because i wanted to capture a moment i was intentional about using my phone because i wanted to call you now i i could just mindlessly do any of those things and not like be really present and intentional about it so okay. um part of me misses that multi-gadget um like area and space mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you can segment it a little bit exactly. okay okay and uh oh i can't ask you that question because that was such a hard question to like to answer i just want to preface that like that <laughs> so hard it's okay okay so for uh a, adults who have, um, let's say, young people in their lives, 10, five to 10 years of age. Okay. What would you, what advice do you have to them who are like, they're not gamers, they, they're not familiar with all of these different games that are available. Mm -hmm. um, how can they encourage their children to, how can they better understand this whole gaming? Like, yeah. Just. <laughs> how are they going to do all the things that are gaming? Um, yeah, how can they understand it without being critical, but also keep their children safe? Yes. Because that's now true. you can you can speak to someone that's somewhere else. I catch myself telling my grandson, um, don't say, the, you know, the state. Okay, fine, because of time zones. Because right. they were like, oh, Gosh, you go to sleep early. And he was like, I live in Michigan. <laughs> You're in California. I have to go to sleep. Um, you know, but maintaining that privacy because we do know that some there's still predators out there, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So um, I think it's I'm always a big component of like play with your children or yes. it's like explore. Um, 
my parents always looked at me and gaming used to be a like what the boys did mm-hmm. so my parents would look at me like don't you want to get a like go get some makeup or something <laughs> and I'd be like no I want to play games and I would play like my game boy or something um but also thinking like and understanding the perks of gaming so I think people think about gaming as solely entertainment which I do but also it's really great for critical thinking yes so there's games that um that I have to like, I have to really think about and be strategic about how I move from point A to point B. There's also these games that are really big on empathy. So how can mm-hmm. I, like if I see someone getting hurt, but I have to save my mom, like how how hard of a choice is that to make? But like, what are the consequences? And I can like see walks of life. One of my, I can't think of the game right now. Um, it's not Life is Strange. But there is a game where I was playing um, a set of twins and one of the twins uh, was a, um, a transgender male. Mm-hmm. That is not my experience. That's not my lived experience. But to see how they navigate the world and how they are going back home, but people knew them as one person and now Ooh. they have a new identity. And so because of that game, I have mind you I had empathy and support before but to walk in that in a game was like it really changed my it changed a lot of my perspective it changed a lot of things so it like so gaming there's some perks to gaming now mind you like most things Mm -hmm. like sugar cake (laughs) like too much of it is a bad thing and it needs to be incorporated into um your learning diet your entertainment diet Mm -hmm. um playing around with it and not all video games come from a console some games are just like hey let's play um wordle like wordle like my co-workers and i we got a wordle chat that got like good 10 people deep in there (laughs) (laughs) like who could get in the last and then if someone gets it in two we'd be like you cheated but like we (laughs) it's deep healthy competition healthy competition but also like what were your words? How did you get that? And so like uh, one of my coworkers and I, we share like once we guess the word, how we got there. And I'm like, oh, I never would have thought about that word. Like, oh wow. My so that journey, that process. Yeah. And just and realize that not all games have to be with a controller. Some of them can be um, on your phone. Some of them can be like a board game mm-hmm. and just like get your and get your people used to get your little people used to playing but also get them used to losing so yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> games are the best way to do that okay so parting mm-hmm. words i'm not sure but it's okay if it were a game what would it look like what what types of components like which combinations of games that you've played um or outcomes just just tell me I'm not sure, but it's okay if it were a game. Probably the ability to replay um, or to, to replay or skip ahead. So one of the things I really like in certain games, like if I can't fit, like get through a certain point, I stop playing the game altogether because I can't get past that point. For me, that becomes a barrier. That's not an initiative. So it's okay that I couldn't get this part once I see what's coming, I can go back to that part and, and redo it. Um, and then also something where I could retry. So if I did something, I'm like, oh, I want to see what that outcome is. Let me replay it again. And that's probably why I like Mass Effect and Dragon Age 
Inquisition and Saints Row. Those are probably some of my favorite games because I can replay them and play them as like a horrible person, like really mean. And I'm not mean. So like, it's yeah. so um, but that would be one. And then also one where you had to play as someone that didn't look like you. I think that would be like, it's, a, it's okay. Um, and you're not sure, but I want to walk in and get that experience. Um, and yes, having people and playing as someone that looks like me is amazing and pivotal. And I love that. Um, but also like get, get a little bit uncomfortable like, and see what those experiences are for other demographics. Like I have yet to see a game where there's a physically disabled person, like in a wheelchair. Like, how do you maneuver? Really? Mm-hmm. Like not a mainstream game. No, I have not. Like, and so people in the comments or tweet, please correct me and tell me what that game is. Cause I would love to play it, but wow. I haven't played a game where I'm, you know, like I'm physically confined, but I have to like maneuver. How do I get from point A to point B? I shouldn't have to wait till like I'm 85 <laughs> to know what that feels like. So I can have empathy for those that are currently in that space. I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. That would be my game. Whatever that looks like. That is awesome. Yeah. Huh. And I, I, I'm like you, I still like board games and card games and, you know, games that <clears throat> we can close our eyes and play hide, go seek or whatever, you know, I still <laughs> like those, <laughs> you know. Um, I love those games, especially with my four-year-old nephew, because he's like, I said, I found you. I'm like, I didn't even move yet. But like, just to see his brain turning, like, yeah, you're learning all yes. the time. So much fun. Awesome. Awesome. So. I would like you to have uh, the last say before we end our time together. I can't wait for us to like hug, high five, laugh, see your marker collection. May have to, yes, send me a couple pictures (laughs) because it's time to go shopping. I need to replace. But um, what what advice, support, or a resource? do you have for our listeners to navigate the living better learning relearning unlearning space or to lead boldly where they are not necessarily in a profession as a business owner but in their own family for their own selves in their own peer group either of those and all of those you you don't have to answer all i was giving you options Thank you. Um, the first piece of advice is that I definitely think that everyone needs to take care of themselves, um, both in heart, mind, and spirit. So whatever that looks like for you, for me, it's therapy, going to Peloton and going to school, um, could mm-hmm. be therapeutic, but whatever that trifecta is for you, um, play around with that, find that, because that's going to definitely provide a really great foundation for you to flourish in other ways. Yes. Um, and then I'm going to quote the entity, my mom, because she's always wise. And she tells me this at like any interview I do, um, anything that I do that don't give anybody more power than they actually have. Mm-hmm. Whatever role that they're serving in the interview in the space is very, it's low on the hierarchy because them being a parent, a partner, a friend carries way more weight. So don't give them any more power than they actually have. The only thing that they can do is say yes or no to opportunities and we're already operating in no. So don't give them any more power. 